This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Your 68-hour break is over. Now, back to the only morning show born in Idaho. Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Six oh six. Good morning. Hail, hail! The gang's all here. Yeah, for a time being, anyway. Mm-hmm. Back after a, a few days off. Thank you uh, to uh, Nate and you for picking up slack, filling in. Appreciated a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you guys didn't talk uh, anything about what's going on, uh, but uh, my uh, father was life flighted last week to uh, Coeur d'Alene. He's had some medical problems over the years. He's on dialysis. He has one kidney. It's not working. Oh, and boy. He, uh, has been on dialysis for over 10 years. And then uh, he's been having mental problems. Uh, his heart is also uh, problematic. So they life-flighted him after he fell at home yeah. to Coeur d'Alene. He's been in the hospital since then. And then so we went up. Uh, we got the message that... We're going to uh, say goodbye. We probably needed to do that within a couple of days. So that's why they got that news just after we were on the air on Tuesday. So we uh, quickly bought airline tickets and flew up to Coeur d'Alene and spent a couple of days with him up there. And glad we did because uh, a decision was made over the weekend um, to move him to comfort care, Mm. short-term hospice. Right. um, Because he can no longer eat and he does not want a feeding tube. Um, and he's quit dialysis and uh, any medication that would help help him out. So they have him on uh, just medication now that will keep him calm, and then they will move him probably later this week. He's got less than two weeks, the doctor said. So oh now we just uh, sit there and wait. And then All right. today my mom goes into surgery to have her parathyroid removed. So they've got a lot of fun stuff they're dealing with. Uh, in I, North I, Idaho. I guess so. It was good that you were there for a few days. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I was glad. We, we got basically since we left uh, over the weekend, he hasn't had a lot of lucid moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason he can't eat right now is because his... His brain, with the limited amount of his heart is at 30%, his kidneys completely quit working. Um, and with that, it's causing problems with uh, brain activity. So he's not able to eat because the brain can't signal to swallow correctly. So he can't keep anything down whenever he tries to eat. And he absolutely refuses a feeding tube. So mm, well. doesn't leave a whole lot uh, left. But I mean, as, as far as quality of life, it's not that great anyway. So, but, you know. Going out on his own terms, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, just to give you, an, that that's kind of the update of what we've been dealing with. So once again, I want to thank uh, Nate Shulman and you both for uh, filling in and uh, pulling some well, of the You don't have to thank me. I'm here anyway. Duties. Well, I know, but uh, <laughs> still. And this is, this is one of those things, you know, it, I like to, for the most part, we, we all like to keep you know stuff like this check it at the door when you uh, come in because for the most part nobody cares you know everybody has their own problems you did a good job you went through this with your parents um and you, yeah in 2019 and then yeah just a year later in 2020 you did a, a good job of checking things at the door um you know rick worthington losing his wife and his kid to right. 
cancer, you 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 do you couldn't very often tell that he had the things going on. So I like to do that, but I I do want to let you know because might not be days where I'm able to check this completely at the door mm-hmm. um, over the next couple of weeks, and more than likely I'll be ended up missing some more time. But that's that's the way it is, and life goes on. So just wanted to give that update so that. People aren't going, what the hell? Why is he leaving so much? Why is he, why is he leaving Chris doing all the work? That's why. And I, appreciate, I do appreciate it, Chris, because I know there are, there are certain things that, um, you mm-hmm. know, behind the scenes that you do handle that, mm-hmm. you know, when one of us is gone, needs to be taken care of. So I do appreciate that. Other things uh, with the show. Man, how crazy is the uh, Mountain West? <laughs> Well, I've, <laughs> Boise State's in, wow. a pretty good, in a pretty good position right now. Yeah. If, uh, if we keep winning. Boise State has done a good job so far in winning the games. And mm-hmm. not just winning, they've blown everybody out that they were supposed to win. So that that rest, that I mean, week of what, rest did them wonders. What we know right now is if Boise State wins out, they're in first place. The worst they can do is first place. Exactly. Well, the worst they can do is to lose all three. No, I mean, the worst, if they, no, what, you, what I'm saying right. was if they went out, but the they worst out, they can yeah. do is first place. If they went out, they, yeah. will, they will not drop to second. But right now they're tied with Utah State. They travel to uh, Air Force tomorrow night, and mm-hmm. uh, this is why this is so crazy. Air Force went on the road to the pit, one of the hardest places to play in the nation. Mm-hmm. One of and the worst surprise. teams in the Mountain West and ended up beating New Mexico. <laughs> When you look at the standings, this is how crazy the Mountain West is. As of right now, before the new rankings come out, yeah, the team that is in seventh place in the Mountain West is rated 22nd in the nation, and they're seventh place in the Mountain West. Yeah, <laughs> Colorado State that's, is in seventh place and ranked 22 in the nation. That's amazing. And we, and we said that uh, last week. We said... Uh, right now in the Mountain West, the the difference between first and seventh place is just like, are you going to win or lose yeah. tonight's game? Or tomorrow, as it turns out, for Boise State. San Diego State is ranked 19th in the nation. They're in third place mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Mountain West. The two teams that are ranked aren't even in first or second place Ex- in the Mountain West. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how crazy things are. Uh, even over the weekends, uh, they were talking that it still looks like the Mountain West is still going to get, and a lot can change in the next week, but it looks like the Mountain West, as of right now, things sit right now on Monday morning. What's the date? Today? Yeah. 27th? 26th. 26th. As of today, the Mountain West would probably have six teams in yeah. the Mountain West tournament for the first time ever. Or in the uh, NCAA tournament. Or in tournament. the NCAA yeah. tournament, yeah. yeah. So... Boise State has uh, one more on the road that they must take care of business. Uh, I was watching over the weekend uh, because bracketology is starting yeah, exactly. fast and furious, and they said uh, they believe Boise State, if they win, if they beat Air Force, uh, and then win one of their next three that they're in. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, but like I, Boise State, their whole goal is to win the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if they go undefeated, they have... They do have that same goal, yeah. and just like the football team every year, they want to win the conference. They have uh, Nevada and New Mexico at home. Nevada is playing very well right now. Uh, New Mexico had that little stumble, and then they finished the season, which may be for the Mountain West Championship uh, against uh, Colorado State at Colorado, or I mean at uh, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. San Diego State has not lost a game at home in like uh, what nineteen games, something like that. 
So maybe uh, there's always a first. Long time, yeah. And, and Boise State plays San Diego State fairly well over the last three or four years. Yeah. So today is Bronco Monday. Bob Beeler will be with us from the road this morning. He is uh, already um, in uh, Colorado Springs for the uh, game tomorrow night. So we'll talk a little bit over the weekend, a little bit of the Mountain West. That'll be coming up here at about 8.35. Donald Trump won another primary. South Carolina won by 20% over Nikki Haley. It was not close. As a matter of fact, uh, polls closed, and about a minute later, there were six uh, different news organizations that called, <laughs> yeah, polls, <laughs> called it for Trump. <laughs> polls are, 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 are weird, though. I mean, not, not the polling places, but the, the, uh, the polls uh, had uh, Trump at like 40% ahead of, uh, of uh, Nikki Haley, and then he won by 20%, which is still good. But, you know, it's not nearly what it was. Yeah. Uh, Coke organization uh, must see, must see the writing on the wall. They withdrew their monetary support and now said that they will be uh, concentrating instead of sending our money to Nikki Haley. Will now be concentrating on legislative mm-hmm. and congressional races. There's only the country. There's only one of the Coke. Well, there's there there are still three Coke brothers left, but of the two that were politically involved, only one of yeah, them is still alive. One of them is alive, but they still have the Coke. Oh, well, they still have all that same money. Yep, yeah, same money. Um, so. Um, uh, other things we'll be talking about. Supreme Court today, uh, we'll hear testimony on uh, free speech battle. And this is uh, against, basically, states' rights to monitor and say what social media companies can and cannot mm-hmm. say on their social media. Can Do they have the right to moderate what social companies or what social media companies can put on their website? So basically another free speech issue. Yep. So we'll talk a little bit about that. A whole lot more all coming up here for you this morning. Dow is down 21 points as of right now. Another good week on the uh, stock market last week. We'll talk a little bit about that with Jeremiah Bates on the way in about uh, 35 minutes from right now. Right now, though, your first update. What's going on with sports once again this morning with Chris? It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go that uh, you're looking for a delicious breakfast. You might want to make your plans to get on out there. They open up at 7 o'clock. Don't have time for breakfast? Don't forget, their coffee drive through also opens up at 7 a.m. You don't even have to get out of your car. The state high school boys basketball tournaments start Thursday. Division 5A will play first round and championship bracket games at the Ford Idaho Center. Consolation games will be at Ridgeview High. Treasure Valley teams in 5A include Timberline, Capital, Eagle, and Middleton. In Division 4A, first round games will be held at Rocky Mountain High, including Bishop Kelly, Ridgeview, Twin Falls, and Minico. Division 3 games at Meridian High include Homedale, McCall, Filer, and Kimberly. In Division 2 at Capitol High are Coal Valley Christian, Nampa Christian, Ambrose, and Declo. 1A Division 1 games at Valley View include Oakley, Liberty, Charter, Valley, and Victory Charter. And 1A Division 2 games at Caldwell High include Camas County, Garden Valley, and Cascade. The NFL Competition Committee is trying to figure out how to return to a time when there were more kickoff returns in NFL games and at the same time continue to prevent high-speed collisions between players that result in concussions. Last season, only 22% of kickoffs were returned, and in the Super Bowl, none of the 13 kickoffs were returned at all. NFL owners are considering adopting the current XFL kickoff method. The receiving team would line up at its own 30-yard line. The kicker would kick from the kicking team's 30-yard line. But the other 10 players on the kicking team would line up at the opposing 35-yard line, just five yards away from the receiving team. Touchbacks would be placed at the 35 rather than the 25. That's sports. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
623. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to take part in the show. Keep in mind, you can also uh, email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Coming up, uh, if you're looking to grow your bottom line for your business, to have more lucrative business, you can join Business Builder Day coming up. It's a day jam-packed with info and engagement for local businesses. Seven hours of powerful networking, nine hours of expert-led seminars, and over 50 exhibitors who can't wait to share their expertise with you. It's coming up March 5th. This one-day event focuses on helping you and your businesses thrive through learning, sharing, and connecting. And you can register for free right now. It's going, like I said, on at March 5th, Nampa Civic Center at businessbuilderday.com. Once again, you want to register for free, businessbuilderday.com, businessbuilderday.com. Check it out, get registered, and then make your plans to uh, get some info and engagement on your businesses. Once again, that uh, website to enter for free, businessbuilderday.com. Coming up for you uh, also on the way this morning, um, some news over the weekend having to do with name, image, and likeness um, contracts once again. If you think things are just stupid and crazy now mm-hmm. when it comes to college sports, uh, this particular court decision on Friday will throw this even more... Into the realm of stupidity? Yeah. Um, oh. I, I don't... Uh, it, <laughs> I don't know where name, image, and likeness goes because um, on Friday the decision by the court was that you can no longer in the future wait for a college student to become a college student at that university before you offer them an NIL deal. So now you can... Offer a high school kid a deal? High school kid a deal. So in the in the past, you had to be at the university before you were officially able to offer, which meant that, you know, except for we know that there were some teams going around skirting the rules, you couldn't use NIL as an inducement to go to school there. It couldn't be used as a recruiting tool. Well, according to this court decision, it can now be used as a recruiting tool. And this is where this is. I see this going. You're going to see um, some player as the number one ranked player coming out of high school. We'll, we'll use, uh, what's the Manning kids? Arch Manning. Yeah. Who was a, a much coveted. Because he's a Manning. He's a Manning. He was a very good quarterback. Like, like he Peyton was probably. Manning, Eli Manning, Archie Manning. He was Manning. the top quarterback in his class two mm-hmm. years ago, one of the top players in the nation. Texas ended up getting. He hasn't played a game. He hasn't started a game yet. And he's making over $2 million in NIL <laughs> deals. Now, before he started going to school there, you couldn't offer him a deal to come to, to, come to school at Texas. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to have these players that are deemed superstar, for sure, can't miss. And you're going to get somebody like Texas come up and go, we're going to give you $3 million to sign with us. And Alabama's going to, wait, 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 wait. We want you to. How about we give you $5 million? And then... North Carolina or South Carolina, somebody else goes, we really, really need a quarterback so that we can get to the national championship. How about we give you $10 million if you come here? It's going to become a bidding war. It's, and players, in you mark my words, it's not going to be too much longer before players, and you're already starting to see it, players in, in college football will make more money yeah. than players in the NFL. Remember, kids, uh, in high school football, where your uh – your mouth guard, because you're going to need your teeth for all the smiling you'll be doing. 208-336-3700.
Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. 6.32, it's 50 degrees in downtown Boise. Summertime overnight weather, but uh, don't uh, count on it sticking around too long. We do have a cold front that's going to be coming in a little bit later today. Windy conditions as that uh, cold front starts to uh, blow through with uh, gusting winds up to 30, 35 miles per hour. Likely wind advisory in effect until tonight. Coming up uh, for you, if you're uh, ready to jumpstart your spring, you might have noticed some of the things in your backyard are starting to uh, grow on out and green up. I was just noticing that uh, yesterday some bushes around our new place are starting to, uh, you know, sparkle a bit. Well, if you want to jumpstart your spring, you can do that at the Boise Flower and Garden Show. It's coming up this Friday and Saturday and Sunday at the Boise Center on the Grove. You can find plenty of gardening inspiration while shopping for unique items for your yard, garden, and patio. Discover everything from bulbs and plants to hardscapes and garden art. Uh, You've got gardening seminars and a whole lot more. You can meet some of the landscape professionals who are ready to create your outdoor oasis. And uh, they can either come up with something for you or you can work with them to come up with a beautiful outdoor living space. So once again, that's going on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Boise Center. You can learn more at GardenShowBoise.com. They've got all the information, information for you. Coming up for this weekend's Boise Flower and Garden Show. Stick around still on the way for you uh, this morning. We have a chance for you to pick up tickets, ready to see some hockey as we uh, start to get closer and closer to uh, hockey playoff season. Once again, we've got hockey here in Boise this Wednesday night. You have a chance to go see the Idaho Steelheads. We'll give you a chance to pick up a pair of those tickets on the way for you coming up this morning uh, with the Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. We'll let you start working on that coming up in about 20 minutes from right now. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 639-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through and take part in the show, remember you can always do that. And uh, it's not just phone calls. We also uh, take your emails. Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. You can also uh, text us, same as our main number at 208-336-3700. Had a lot of news last week having to do with uh, space flight, landed an unmanned mission on the moon, mm-hmm. or not, because some people still don't believe that that really happened. It was a fake mission to the moon. <laughs> it was so funny watching some of the posts on Facebook and sit- sitting there going, Wow. All those years ago, we had pictures and video on the moon, and now we land on the moon again, and all the technology, and nobody posts any pictures or videos? Who thinks this is real? <sighs> you, you, just, you don't have to believe anything you don't want to these days. Well, you never did, really. However, if you, yourself, would like to go to space, NASA is looking for volunteers for a year-long Mars colony simulation. Mm-hmm. They've already built the base. Simulation. They've already built the base. The base is there. You will have to uh, see. I don't. You're actually in Houston, but you don't really know that. Right? I don't. I don't know. Are are, are you going to quit your job to do this for a year, or are you just one of those people that are unemployed, like right now, and go? Well, I don't plan on looking for a job anyway, I so you, I might well do something with it. I guess you get paid. They call you a volunteer, but you do get paid. Not a lot. 
<laughs> but I guess you're getting you are getting a place to stay, right? You get electricity, you uh, get your food, place to sleep. Uh, the life in Mars Dune Alpha will resemble the expected experience for those living future Mars when we go to Mars. Who knows when that will be? NASA says that you'll have to endure challenges like equipment or tech failures, communication delays, mysterious environmental stressors to see how people react if they one uh, day are able to live on Mars. Let's see, on Mars they have a lack of uh, everything. A master's degree in STEM fields such as engineering, mathematics, or biological, physical, or computer mm-hmm. science for an accredited from an accredited institution. You also have to know how to fly a plane. With at least two years of professional STEM experience or a minimum of 1,000 hours piloting an aircraft is required. Mm-hmm. Deadline to apply for the mission is Tuesday, April 2nd. I'm glad they didn't make this on April 1st because people <laughs> would have questions. This is beyond foolish. See, it? April 2nd. <laughs> um, candidates who have completed two years of work toward a doctoral program in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, or completing a, uh, have completed a medical degree or a test pilot program will also be considered. See, these are people that make a lot of money already, right? One in the jobs that I mentioned, one, you one should assume, be making yeah. a lot of money. So to give that up, for a year of your life, to as like you said, it's it's considered volunteer. You will get a, a little bit of money for it, and, and the the total number of people they need is four. Did I you just, know that? Yeah, I, I I just I don't. So if you have to spend an entire year living in close uh, quarters with three other people, that's a a real real good. Uh, well, you saw The Shining, right? Went in perfectly healthy. He came out. He was crazy after he came out. Yeah. Anyway, if you are, if you meet all those, by the way, you can't be old, over the age of 55 uh, or under the age of 35 also. So 35 to 55. Why don't we have these qualifications for President of the United States? <laughs> <laughs> all these qualifications are great for something that isn't even going to happen. We don't even know if it'll ever happen, and yet we have the qualifications See, that's, that's, for that, and for a president, you just a have idea. to be a citizen. If you want to be president, you have to have uh, majored in, in, in a STEM. Uh, you have to have a, at least a master's degree, possibly a PhD. Yeah. You have to know how to fly a plane, which could come in handy. Well, you don't have to fly, have to fly a plane, that, but that is one of the things that can get you into right. it. Uh, deadline to apply, like I said, is Tuesday, April 2nd. So if you're interested, you can apply at uh, chapia, C-H-A-P-E-A dot NASA dot gov. Would you do it? No. I wouldn't either. And, and I don't think there's any amount of money. Space travel does not interest me. I'm not talking about the space travel. I'm talking just about spending even, a year even in, simulated, in a simulated yeah, Mars atmosphere. Simula- simulated space doesn't interest me either. And even if it was worth some money, like, say, we're going to pay you a quarter of a million dollars to do this mm-hmm. for one year. Well, it's getting more interesting. But, I mean, you're, you're away from your family, although that for some people that would make it even more interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? I don't have to be around my wife and kids? Sign me up! <laughs> yeah, I, I just, hey, kudos to you if you want to help out NASA, but, man, it just seems well, we, a little strange. We, we, we don't actually accept people who are doing this just for revenge. 6.45, time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Kuna, place to go, opening up in 15 minutes. Don't forget, you want breakfast, 
You want breakfast at lunch? They serve breakfast the entire time they are open. Chef Wall and his staff already there making up their deliciousness from scratch with love. Don't believe me? Get in and find out today. Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. Former NFL quarterback Cam Newton was involved in a skirmish during an 18 and under 7-on-7 football tournament in Atlanta Sunday. The former league MVP was seen on camera fighting off several people who were with one of the participating team's top shell performance which is a national program. Newton is the founder of C1N, who also had a team in the tournament. Newton's team won the tournament despite the fight. So far, it's unknown what prompted the fight and what role Newton played other than self-defense. In men's college basketball Sunday, St. John's upset number 16 Creighton, 80-66. to Number 3 Purdue beat Michigan, 84-76. And number 7 Marquette beat Xavier, 88-64. The Boise State Broncos are tied with Utah State for first place in the Mountain West Conference at 10 and 4 after defeating Wyoming Saturday 92 to 72 the Broncos are 19 and 8 overall and play Air Force in Colorado Springs Tuesday at 7 p.m. That's sports. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 657, it is 51 degrees in downtown Boise. Uh, text message in at 208-336-3700 on the uh, Mars simulation. Uh, living there for a year mm-hmm. with NASA. Says uh, Eric from Kuno writes in, says, This sounds like an episode of Biodome with Polly Shore. Oh, um, I will say, yeah, a little bit, only not quite as fun. <laughs> yeah, it, true. And... Also, uh, nobody should be there by accident. My guess, if you, my guess is, if you're going to live in this uh, simulation for Mars, the other thing that you're not going to get because you don't, you're not going to get that on Mars if they really are simulating this. You know, because some people are probably thinking, well, I can just go there and you live for free, and I'll just, you know, sit around, I'll watch TV, and uh, you know, be on Facebook. I don't believe you're going to have the ability to have television, Facebook, social media, texting, or any of that, emails. For that year long, because once again, they NASA wants to simulate what it's going to be like on Mars, and you're not going to be able to be on Facebook when mm-hmm. you're on Mars. That's true. You're you're not going to be able to uh, hook up a satellite dish and uh, watch Direct TV. See, even more reasons not to go. Yeah. So, uh, like, I get what you're saying, uh, but yeah, this wouldn't be near as fun as uh, Biodome. And by the way. If you're listening to us talk about the movie Biodome with Polly Shore, don't waste your time. It's not a good movie. <laughs> That's my personal opinion. Well, you said with Polly Shore. <laughs> Although when he was here, he was a nice guy. Yeah. You know. He does have, uh, what was that farm movie that it was in? It was fantastic. Oh, um, The Son-in-Law? Son-in-Law. Yeah. Was, it was hilarious and a great movie. But well, and uh, I most like, of his new he was in a movie called so He was in a movie called Guest House that I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Coming up for you this morning, 8 o'clock hour, we have a chance for you to uh, get some hockey tickets. pair of hockey tickets for the Idaho Steelheads coming up here Wednesday night, having another very successful season. Our question brought to you once again by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, looking to buy, sell. There's only one thing constant when it comes to real estate, and that is change. Change in interest rates, change in the prices of homes. If you're looking to uh, get help with that, there's only one phone call you need to know, and that number is 208-888-4128. Give them a call today when it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Our question today, people in Wisconsin know that it is prohibited to serve margarine at any public 
eating establishment in the state as a substitute for table butter unless it's specifically ordered. However, most people don't know that at one time it was illegal not to serve certain items in a restaurant. What were the two items that were required to be served at all restaurants in the state of Wisconsin? If you know the answer, stick around. Coming after 8, you can win. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 706, good morning. 50 degrees in downtown Boise. Enjoy the, uh, hopefully you got a chance to enjoy the nice weather we had this yeah. weekend. Not going to last for much longer. Got a wind advisory that will be in effect for later today into tonight. 30, 35 miles an hour uh, winds going to be blowing in a uh, cold front through most of uh, Idaho over the next couple of days. Could so, be uh, seeing some rain and snow in the, some of the mountain areas. Either uh, get your strongest kite or just stay inside. Just uh, curious, if you went to the McCall Winter Carnival this weekend, which by the way, yeah, it was this weekend, first time uh, ever that they've held it this late in the season. Usually it would come over the last two weeks of January and uh, made changes. Uh, instead of two weeks, it was only one weekend, and it was this weekend, plus they moved it till the end of uh, February, uh, as we just mentioned. Yeah. I'm just curious, were there any ice sculptures? Because with temperatures down here... What was it Sunday? I got in the car, or on Saturday, I got in the car, and it was 69 degrees down here on Saturday. Good grief. So with that temperature, I'm just curious, if you went to the McCall Winter Carnival this weekend, were there any ice sculptures still standing when you were there on Saturday and Sunday because of the warm temperatures and lack of snow? That's another problem that McCall has had this uh, winter, especially in town. Mountains have been getting, you know, snow, good amount of snow. Mm-hmm. But in town, um, not a lot of snow as uh, compared to previous years. But just curious, 208-336-3700, if you want to share that. On uh, Friday, late Friday, uh, Trump team released uh, eyebrow-raising phone data in the Fannie Willis case that could have an effect. Judges expected to make a decision Maybe as soon as this week on whether or not Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade will be removed from the case or even go that one step further, as we've talked about uh, over the last week, of maybe even forcing the uh, prosecution to drop the case. I personally don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't either. I I don't think that the judge is going to say, hey, look, you guys lied, um, so not only are you not able to be on the case, but we're going to dismiss the case. I don't think that's going to happen. No, that would be a bit of a stretch. The already sticky situation, though, in which Fulton County Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis found herself, which centers on her romantic relationship with special counsel Nathan Wade, may have gotten a little stickier on Friday. Wade, the trial attorney Willis hired to help prosecute prosecute, uh, President Donald Trump on state charges of election interference. Um, had cell phone data that was released on uh, Friday and given to the judge. An eight-page affidavit filed late Friday in Fulton County Superior Court. Steve Sadow and Jennifer Little allegedly uh, revealed that a minimum of 35 occasions during those months in which Wade's phone connected for an extended period of time to cell towers located near Willis's condo in the Atlanta suburb of uh, Hapeville. 
Fulton County uh, Judge Scott McAfee will now decide whether or not to admit the phone data analysis into evidence. Now, why this is important is because Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis both have said that there was no relationship, sexual relationship, before Wade had been hired by Fannie Willis to be the special prosecutor in the uh, case. Um, Now, for their part, they said this doesn't prove anything. This just proves that the phone was in the vicinity of the condo in which (laughs) Fannie Willis was staying. That's true. Yeah. So it's not since it's Atlanta, there are other things around there. (laughs) And that's what Nathan Wade said. He said he travels to that area for a variety of reasons. Said he could have been in a nearby restaurant, the airport, Delta Airlines headquarters, Porsche Experience Center. Um, He has also said he never spent the night at Willis's uh, condo. Now, uh, the person who released the data, data said that he regularly appears on Court TV, Investigation Discovery, and other cable shows, says in his daf- affidavit that he ta- tallied over 2,000 voice calls and just under 12,000 text interactions between Willis and Wade during an 11-month period in 2021, with a prevalence of the calls made in the late evening and early morning hours. Is that when they supposedly were dating? That was supposedly when they both claimed they were not dating. Oh. So instead of dating, they just got on the phone with each other all the time. Now, I don't know about you, but if you went over the last year between my wife and I, I I don't think you'd come up with 2,000 phone calls (laughs) between the two of us, and I would almost guarantee there would not be 12,000 text messages between the two of us. And I'm married to her. Yeah, that's true. Now, when we were dating... We called and texted each other all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like I said, this is nothing, none of this is proof of any wrongdoing, but it's a little suspicious. Especially um, some of the affidavits claim that uh, the phone at times were located in one spot near the condo. Not, you can't say for sure if it was in the condo or not until 3, 4, and 5 a.m. in the morning. So you you can say that you were, hey, I was just in that area to go to a restaurant. Probably not there to visit a restaurant at 2 a.m. in the morning. Or the Delta Delta (laughs) Airlines headquarters. Yeah. Um, So, like I said, they're pushing back, talking about Fannie Willis and Mm -hmm. Nathan Wade, saying this is proof of nothing and should not be admitted into the court documents. The judge, of course, will have to weigh whether or not this will be uh, admitted, and he'll make that decision. And then, of course, um, he has probably there are guesstimates that will be later this week or maybe as soon as next week that he will make an uh, official court ruling on whether or not Fannie Willis and uh, Nathan Wade can continue. Once again, why is this big news? Um, because it doesn't have anything necessarily to do with the case other than the fact that there are a couple of different things that can happen. Number one, nothing can happen. The judge can go, hey, um, there's not enough evidence to prove that Fannie Willis or Nathan Wade were lying. There's not evidence here to prove that um, Fannie Willis or Nathan Wade were receiving any money illegally, and the case will go on, and Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis can continue in their current capacity. That's one thing. They can also, the judge can also rule that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade cannot go forward and uh, continue to be in charge of the case, and the court case can go on. Or he with, can. With uh, 
somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> a, a large delay, one would assume. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so why is this big? Because uh, Fannie Willis's time plan for this was for it to go to court sometime in August, which would be ahead of the uh, election. Now, there's even though it would be going to court as her plan is in August, there's no basis to think that they either could for sure be done by November because these court cases can take months and months to uh, adjudicate. However, if they do get Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade thrown off the case, that would mean there is no way this case is going to court before right. November. So, there, I mean, there is a lot riding on this for uh, both, both sides, and it has to do with a uh, presidential uh, election. So, um, as of right now, don't know what the which way the judge is leaning. Been pretty straightforward in, in uh, not saying one way or the other, but uh, the case has gone to court, and we will probably be getting an, uh, a decision here within the next couple of weeks. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Time for a, uh, another check on what's going on with sports again this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They're open for business. Looking for a great breakfast? Start off your day. Or maybe you don't have time for breakfast. Don't forget the coffee drive through Iced coffee, hot coffee. You have a variety of energy drinks and different concoctions that they can make for you, and you never have to get out of your vehicle. It's all located at the Pork Belly and Cuna. The state high school boys basketball tournaments start Thursday. Division 5A will play first round and championship bracket games at the Ford Idaho Center. Consolation games will be at Ridgeview High. Treasure Valley and Magic Valley teams in 5A include Timberline, Capital, Eagle, and Middleton. In Division 4A, first round games will be held at Rocky Mountain High, including Bishop Kelly, Ridgeview, Twin Falls, and Minico. Division three games at Meridian High include Homedale, McCall, Filer, and Kimberly. In Division two at Capitol High are Coal Valley Christian, Nampa Christian, Ambrose School, and Declo. 1A Division one games at Valley View include Oakley, Liberty Charter, Valley, and Victory Charter. And 1A Division two games at Caldwell High will include Camas County, Garden Valley, and Cascade. The NFL Competition Committee is trying to figure out how to return to a time when there were more kickoff returns in NFL games and at the same time continue to prevent high-speed collisions between players, which result in concussions. Last season, only 22% of kickoffs were returned, and in the Super Bowl, none of the 13 kickoffs were returned. NFL owners are considering adopting the current XFL kickoff method. The receiving team would line up at its own 30-yard line. The kicker would kick from the kicking team's 30-yard line, but the other 10 players on the kicking team would line up at the opposing 35-yard line, just five yards off the receiving team. Touchbacks would also be placed at the 35-yard line rather than the 25. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 722, Nick Daniels uh, in this morning. Once again, for Jeremiah Bates, talking about your money. The uh, stock market down, down just a little bit. Basically, we're flat across the board as we get underway. Uh, a couple of things want to talk about this uh, morning, though, with you, Nick. One has to do with a uh, company. I, I, does anybody sell their stock at a higher price in Berkshire Hathaway? <laughs> what, I, I think they're up to over half a million dollars per share right now, aren't they? 
Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, Warren Buffett's done a, a pretty good job of building that company, and uh, if we could all uh, make the same decisions as him, I think we'd be doing all right. Well, he had a, an amazing year last year, posting a profit of, uh, what, almost, uh, what was it, uh, almost a trillion dollars? Yeah, pretty close. And uh, it, so their fourth quarter, I mean, they released their earnings on Saturday. And for the fourth quarter of last year, they profited $8.48 billion. They were expected to profit somewhere around $6.5 billion. So they, they absolutely crushed it in the fourth quarter. And they're poised to become uh, possibly the first non-tech company to reach a $1 trillion valuation. So they're knocking on the doors. It's pretty exciting. That's absolutely amazing. Another big change uh, happening this morning, as a matter of fact, on the Dow. And I was wondering if you could weigh in. Um, I mean, is this is this something that will affect um, the Dow very much? Walgreens is uh, due to be dropped off the Dow this morning and taking its place, Amazon. Yeah, taking its place as Amazon. And so let's talk about why that's happening. When Walmart announced a three-for-one stock split, um, that opened the door for a new company to be added to the Dow. And this happens occasionally. We saw a big changeover back in 2020. But um, the Dow is just, it's 30 companies. It's its basically what we call the blue chip companies within Wall Street. They're, they're big. They tend to be pretty steady, pretty reliable companies. Walgreens has been beat up over the last few years. And so the price of their stock is way down. Now, when Walmart does this three-for-one stock split, it's going to reduce Walmart's share price, lowering them in the stack of 30, which is essentially going to kick Walgreens out because now their price is going to be too low to be in the index. And so Amazon gets to take their place. And when this actually uh, all, all pans out today, we're actually going to see, um, we're going to see, oh, where was it? Uh, Walmart will end up being um, number 26 out of 30. And um, so it's going to be, yeah, it, it, it falls quite a bit. And Amazon will end up being 17th out of 30 by, so do, by uh, the this, weight of their stock. For the overall uh, health of Walgreens uh, stock, does this hurt them not being on the Dow anymore? You know, it could. I mean, they, they definitely have a lot of uphill battles. Um, they're kind of in the same in the same boat like we've seen Rite Aid, right? Rite Aid just announced like tons of store closures here in the Treasure Valley. I don't know if you've noticed, but like all the ones that I typically drive by on the way into office are now boarded up. Uh, it's just been it's been tough coming out of COVID, where these these uh, companies like Walgreens, where they offer a little bit of everything, but more focused on the medical side of things like your first aid, your vaccines, and all that kind of stuff. Right. They're just hurting right now um, when you can go get a lot more one-stop shopping done at other places. All right. Well, as of right now, it hasn't affected the Dow too much. Everything is pretty much flat. All three, uh, the uh, NASDAQ and S&P up just a little bit. Dow's down nine points. So uh, basically flat at the opening here in a few minutes. We'll keep an eye on that, get some updates throughout the day, and uh, appreciate talking to you again. Thanks, guys. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 740-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. A uh, federal judge on Friday afternoon ruled that the NCAA cannot enforce its name, image, and likeness rules that block student-athletes from negotiating deals with boosters before they uh, enter college. They can't enforce their own rules? Yep. Interesting. 
ruling would allow uh, those athletes in the recruiting process or in the transfer portal to negotiate their NIL deals without breaking NCAA rules. As of right now or before this ruling, for instance, you couldn't offer a player like Arch Manning, for instance. You couldn't say, hey, come here. We got $5 million. We're just going to hand until, it to you when you walk in the door. Until he was uh, already signed up for your school, right? Until he was already there for school. All right. Once he was signed for school, then he could make as many deals as you want, which you are seeing being done on a regular basis with mm-hmm. some players making up to $5 million per year. Caleb Williams, one of those players uh, last year, yeah. Quarterback played for, for USC. For Southern Cal, right. He made more money last year than he is probably going to make in his first year he's the reason playing that, NFL football. He's the reason Boise State has a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Judge Clifton Corker uh, wrote on Friday that the NCAA's prohibition likely violates federal antitrust law and harms student-athletes. While the NCAA permits student-athletes to profit from their NIL, it fails to show the timing of when a student-athlete enters such an agreement would destroy the goal of preserving uh, amateurism, Corker added. So if, if this had been implemented, say, 25, 30 years ago, uh, probably LeBron James would have been the world's richest eighth grader. Yeah. Because he was already famous and being uh, touted for the NBA when he was 13 years old. He was that good. Based on the way this is written up, you could see colleges start to pay high school or even even athletes that aren't in high school yet, as you just mentioned. But at a press release. At eighth, at eighth grade saying, we just... We just got uh, a commitment from LeBron James to play at USC because we're paying him a million dollars as an eighth grader uh, in an NIL endorsement. You could put out, if you're a father, you could put out a press release that says, uh, my son will be uh, signing his letter of intent on Tuesday. On Monday night, we will have an auction. You, You mean you're not wrong? All colleges should be there. Now, the NCAA, um, is right now facing at least six antitrust lawsuits, according to the Associated Press. So this isn't the final court case that'll be going to decide this. Um, the NCAA, this is a quote here, fully supports student-athletes making money from their name, image, and likeness and is making changes to deliver more benefits to student-athletes, but an endless patchwork of state laws and court opinions make clear partnering, partnering with Congress is necessary to provide stability for the future of college athletes. Partnering with Congress or Congress provides stability mm-hmm. for now, any, for anything. That's weird. That's and here's the interesting part about this. <laughs> Congress wanted to do something about NIL a while ago, and the NCAA said, "Get out of our business." Exactly. We don't need you stepping in and deciding what is legal and not now. Un- until we do. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, well, wait a minute, um, Congress. We'd like to be partners with you on this NIL. Well. Just a couple of years ago, you said you don't need it. You said it didn't need our help. Well, now this is screwing us now. So, to which the congressmen say, "Well, what's in it for us?" Oh man! Well, clearly, there's enough money to go around. This being the first domino to fall. What happens in other pending antitrust cases now seems almost inevitable. This is if this is ruling that nil and any rules governing nil um, could be against antitrust laws. If you think that college football has changed in the uh-huh. last year or two, you ain't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen nothing yet. You're going to see college athletes making more money than pro athletes. And that's already happening. I'll give you an example. Caitlin Clark, 
She has a number of NIL deals going right now. You know how much she makes a year? How much? $911,000 this year is what she's going to make on her NIL deals. Not bad for a uh, college women's basketball player. She's not even the highest paid woman college basketball player in NIL money. Did you know that? No, I did not. Um, Among the top three, she is third. LSU's uh, Angel Reese, $1.7 million. Flo J. Johnson, $1.1 million. By the way, if you're curious... WNBA rookies drafted with the top four overall picks in 2024 receive a base salary of $76,000. So if you're wondering, will Kaylin Clark leave Iowa to go to the WNBA if she can keep her NIL deals (laughs) going into the WNBA? If not, if not... Why would she go to the WNBA and take a eight hundred thousand well, dollar pay cut? B- because you only have a certain number of years uh, of eligibility in college, and <laughs> and you have to go somewhere. But she does have one more. People are saying, "Well, she's a senior; she she won't come back because she'll go pro. She's the best college basketball player there is." Except she's making a lot more money than she would make in the WNBA. So, if she has that one extra year of eligibility, it's the super COVID year. Why not? <laughs> 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll talk a little bit more about this uh, when we come back after sports and how it um, basically affects Boise State. Um, you might be shocked to know how much Boise State and how well Boise State is doing in the NIL universe. And we'll get to that coming up. Well, all right, now get a check on what's going on with sports. One final time with Chris, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They are open as they are every day, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., seven days a week. Former NFL quarterback Cam Newton was involved in a skirmish during an 18-and-under 7-on-7 football tournament in Atlanta on Sunday. The former league MVP was seen on camera fighting off several people who were with one of the participating teams, Top Shell Performance, which is a national program. Newton is the founder of C1N, who also had a team in the tournament. Newton's team did win the tournament despite the fight. So far, it's unknown what prompted the fight and what role Newton played other than self-defense. In men's college basketball Sunday, St. John's upset number 16 Creighton, 82-66. Number 3 Purdue beat Michigan, 84-76. And number 7 Marquette beat Xavier, 88-64. The Boise State Broncos are tied with Utah State for first place in the Mountain West Conference at 10-4. and After defeating Wyoming Saturday, 92-72, the Broncos are 19-8 and overall and play Air Force in Colorado Springs Tuesday at 7 p.m. That's sports. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 753-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through and take part in the uh, show. It was in July 1st, 2022, National Collegiate Athletics Association approved the monetization of athletes and completely altered the scope of collegiate athletes from that day forward. We're getting to watch it in real time as of right now. <laughs> each state dicta- dictates the NIL rules for their states and regulations, and each school has a different interpretation of them. Brands cannot utilize photographs or other documentation of an athlete wearing their company or brand Unless that athlete has entered into a contractual agreement and is being paid by that company. 
at the NIL Awards at Collegiate Football Hall of Fame in 2022, Boise State took home an award for its education in establishing a brand. There are NIL awards? Yes. Boise State, apparently, not only one of the top NIL schools in the Mountain West, but since 2021, Boise State uh, has uh, also received accommodations as being one of the best NIL schools in the nation. Now, if you're wondering, we all know about, because we talked about it, Ashton Jenny, how much money he made out of his NIL deal, right? Yeah, it was a good amount. Yeah, uh, about $535,000 in cash. He also um, gets uh, uh, home to live in while he's playing there, and he got an upgrade on the vehicle that he was driving. Those are, those are just the basics. <laughs> now I'd like to be that basic. <laughs> here's what, and this is, comes from the uh, Arbiter, which is the Boise State newspaper. Boise State, leading NIL school in the group of five, and one of the top in all the nation when it comes to name, image, and likeness. Now, they're guessing that uh, Malachi Nelson, New quarterback. They put out a ranking of players every year and what their value is to the colleges. Mm -hmm. His value is at almost $900,000. To play at Boise State. play at Boise State. Redshirt junior Andrew Simpson already has a deal right now, $287,000. Did you know that? No, I did not. Why? That's his NIL deal. They just expect him to do well, huh? Well, he did do well. He had 14 sacks last year. He ah. was top 10 in sacks. Well, that makes sense, then. He's a junior, so uh, he's making money. He's not the only one. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Ahmed Hassani has a $578,000 NIL deal. Wow. He's a defensive lineman. There's three people that they have over a million dollars that are going to just three people on the uh, Boise State football team, according to the uh, Arbiter. This is an article that was out last week from the have they Boise State Arbiter. ever talked about expanding the NIL to people who aren't good at sports and who graduated like in the 80s? Um, I don't think they've gone that far <laughs> as of yet. Oh, that's too bad. You know, I know we we talk about basketball and football, and especially football, because football brings in the most money. Mm -hmm. Football, if it wasn't for the Boise State football program, um, you would probably have, what would you guess, two-thirds of the programs wouldn't be able to fund themselves, right? Yeah, probably. Boise State is the only sporting program that is profitable. Football. Football, the Boise State football program. Basketball program isn't. It's done better. They're not? No, it's done better. Hmm. However, the football yeah, program have funds all the other... Basketball, I think, is going to set a new record for yeah. attendance this year. And this isn't just Boise State, by the way. This is true of almost every college in the United States. Alabama football team funds almost every other program. Washington. Oregon. The football programs fund. So if you're wondering, yeah. you know, it, can anybody else make money? Yeah, you can sign NIL deals. If you're a member of the band, you can get an NIL deal. Heck, Jonah Damas cost, is costing me $250 <laughs> a month because he took over my 
endorsement deal. Oh, that's I right. An, yeah, I had an endorsement deal with a shoe company. <laughs> they said, hey, we don't, we don't need you anymore. We're going to give that yeah. money to Jonah Dalman. So I'm like, wait a minute. All you do is walk. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Among independents, it was actually Haley by 25 points. So it's one thing to win in the Republican primary. It's another to start to look to a general election when you need to attract independent voters. That's Trump's problem right now. And this is, I think, a telling question. 60% of the voters in South Carolina in the Republican primary said Trump would still be fit to be president if he's convicted of a crime. But that's 36% who say that he wouldn't be fit. So think about that. That's more than a third of voters, not just independents. Those are some core Republicans who say Trump would not be fit to serve if he is convicted. A very real possibility before November. Once again, that's why uh, we were talking last half hour about the uh, case in Georgia and why Mm -hmm. that is so important. Um, You just heard the polling right there, how many people would uh, change their vote for Donald Trump if he was convicted of one of the felonies that he is being charged with. And it's a large number of people, but there are a large number who don't care one way or the other. They're just flat out going to vote for him no matter what. If the number of independents changed their uh, mind, if he is convicted of one of the crimes that he's been charged with, he has no path forward of winning the uh, election against Joe Biden, if, the, if that polling is correct. And once again, it's polling, and it's a long ways away from the election. Right. So you don't know if necessarily that's going to be true, but according to people and their thoughts coming out as of right now, even though they support him, they would change that support. A large number of them would change the support if he was convicted of one of the crimes. Once again, one of the reasons why you want to see you see Democrats wanting to make sure that one of these cases gets or, or as many a cases uh, can get um, to courts before November so that they can get a conviction. And why you see Donald Trump wanting to have none of these cases start because it's a good chance a lot of these cases would uh, at least be temporarily delayed until if he is elected president until he gets out of office Mm. will any of them make a courtroom before november of this year and not just make the courtroom if you go to court on one of these cases in october 1st you're not going to have a decision made by the time the election rolls around if any of these do go to court that soon it it will mean that the lawyers for uh, Trump tried everything, and the judge bought none of it. Other than that, I mean, because you know they're not going to leave a stone unturned. No, if there's a way to delay or a way to get it dismissed, uh, they're going to be after it. Yeah, I mean they're they're not going to do anything else that that you or I wouldn't be doing if we were in the same situation, yeah. or that we you want the case dismissed, or, right? Or that we court. wouldn't want our lawyers to do for us. Yeah. You're, you're you're paying them good money to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, another big court case. Um, this one, I somebody's going to have to explain this one because I don't get this. And there are a lot of people that are running from cover uh, over this Alabama Supreme Court decision um, last week. Ruled that frozen embryos can now be considered children Mm -hmm. under state law. This was from a case where uh, there were frozen embryos being stored for someone, and somebody at the storage facility dropped them and broke them. 
And um, so they decided that they should be able to sue them in the same way if, if they had, you know, killed your children. So this has a lot to do with in vitro fertilization, which a lot of people use because they are not able to give well, birth naturally. And and some of the places that offer in vitro fertilization are uh, ceasing to do so because if, if they start to have more rules about what they can and can't do with, uh, uh, well, with the... Um, you know, um, the the new kids, I guess, would be the best way to say it. Well, that's what the courts ruled, that they yeah. are children. They are human beings. Well, and, it, you know, and since they would have to be considerably more careful with them, since they would be considered uh, kids, a lot of them are just going to get out of the business. Donald Trump has already weighed in. There are a number of uh, legislators and congressmen who are running from this saying, um, you know, there has to be protections that legislature needs to do something to protect and continue so that the in vitro fertilization can continue. Because there well, are a number yeah. of problems. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. In vitro fertilization is designed to help people who want to have a baby to help uh, a woman, you know, achieve pregnancy. And uh, so, I mean, you, you, you need in vitro fertilization for that. And, and the people who want to get rid of it or the people who at least are making these new rules are the ones who, you know, are pro-life for the most part. So they want women to be pregnant, to have more children, and yet they're throwing up a slight roadblock for some people. What happens? You are going to partake in in vitro fertilization. You're a couple. You've decided you want to have kids. You can't have them naturally. You decide to go through this. All of a sudden... You end up getting pregnant. You hear of this happening all the time. You have, you know, a lot of people, like, they want to adopt. I have had a couple of relatives who couldn't have kids, so they ended up adopting. What happens afterwards? They end up getting pregnant. Yeah. What happens if you decide to do in vitro fertilization? You're paying for the money, the money to have your embryos frozen. All of a sudden, you get pregnant, and you find you're able to get pregnant after all. Mm -hmm. Can you get rid of? The uh, embryos that you had been frozen, that you're well, paying for to keep frozen? No, back, according to the Supreme Court. Back when they were not children, you could, but you now could, that now. they're children, you yeah. can't. Um, what happens However, if, you, you cannot write them off on, uh, on your taxes. You have a, a family uh, that decides to use in vitro fertilization, and all of a sudden you get divorced. Mm-hmm. And you want nothing to do with that spouse ever again. <laughs> you're forced to keep that embryo. Because you can't get rid of it because it would be, according to the Alabama Supreme Court, murder. Somebody was uh, talking to Tommy Tuberville the other day and asking him, because he, he said he was uh, all for you know the ruling in Alabama, making the embryos actual children. Uh, and then somebody said, well, there are a lot of in vitro fertilization clinics that, uh, because of all the new rules, are closing. And that will prevent some people from being able to have children. And uh, he stood there kind of like he had no idea about that. And he said, well, that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> Text message in. Uh, and this, I, I, this is totally true. I, I agree with this. And Chris kind of mentioned it. If embryos are children, I should be able to claim them as dependents. You're exactly right. If the Supreme Court rules that embryos are indeed human lives and your children, you should be able to claim yeah. them on your 
Of course, in the income on, tax return. In, in the Onion, they reported that an embryo had just uh, held up a liquor store. 208-336-3700. Matt Middleton, we got about 30 seconds here. Listening on 93.1 yeah, FM, good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to share a quick story about my friend. They were having troubles with fertility, so they went and spent thousands of dollars through their in vitro fertilizations only to wind up getting pregnant naturally. <laughs> they still had embryos, uh, but they did try to put them, you know, install them, but however, they never took. So, but um, that was one of the things I always teased them about. It's like, why don't you guys just try it naturally and see if it works? And they did, and it worked. Hmm. You, thank you for the phone call. You, he brings up an interesting point there. Mm-hmm. You uh, use in vitro fertilization. You try and you have your embryos implanted and they die. Can you be charged for murder because you just killed well, you the shouldn't. embryos? You shouldn't be because you didn't kill them on purpose. Manslaughter then. That's what manslaughter is. You didn't kill somebody on purpose. Yeah, I know. I, I'm still going to say no. You shouldn't, but... With with the law and what the uh, Alabama Supreme Court just ruled, you maybe could, right? Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about this. Uh, we need to take a break here when we come back. We get a chance for you to pick up your tickets coming up to Wednesday night. Wednesday night, Idaho Steelheads taking on the Utah Grizzlies. That's our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Coming up next, right after Bronco Sports Today. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Service. This is Silverhawk Realty for all your real estate needs. Just call today at 208-888-4128. They can help you answer questions and help you through the uh, process of buying or selling a home. Question for you today is going to get you Steelheads ticket. Idaho Steelheads taking on Utah Grizzlies. By the way, uh, I had mentioned they're having another very successful season. Uh, they are in second place in the ECHL Western Conference behind Kansas City. They are 30 and 14. Kansas City is 34 and 10. So they're in second place once again, having a really good season. Fun hockey to watch, and you can be there absolutely free. If you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question this morning, um, we just lost one person. Apparently, uh, the, they, they forgot their answer. I guess they just hung up. That means, uh, Brent, we, we get to go to you. Oh, nice. 208 336 3700. As of now, Brent is the only one that thinks he knows the answer to the question. We have nobody else who is even trying to attempt this. So apparently, this is a tough question. Uh, legally in Wisconsin right now, you are not allowed to serve margarine at any restaurant or eating establishment unless it is specifically ordered by the customer. However, most people don't know that at one time it was illegal to not serve. Two items in a restaurant. What were those two items that you were required to serve if you owned a restaurant in Wisconsin? Because it was Wisconsin, it was cheese and butter. It was cheese Cheese and and butter. butter. Yes, it was. From 1935 to 1937, it was illegal to not offer cheese and butter with every single meal in Wisconsin. And they wondered why the dairy if, industry did so well. What if you like you ordered a root beer float? Is that considered a meal? You still, you still had to serve cheese, cheese and, and butter. butter yeah. yeah, it had to be on the table. Mm. Congratulations, Brent! You got yourself a pair of tickets to the Idaho Steelheads taking on the Utah Grizzlies on Wednesday night. Thank you. Hang on the line for us. We got uh, tickets to give away all this week, so we'll have tickets up until Wednesday. 
Um, keep in mind, when you win the tickets, you will have to pick them up before close of business on Wednesday. And then, uh, after Wednesday, we'll have more tickets to give away this week to this coming weekend's contest with the Idaho Steelheads. So if you want to win Idaho Steelheads tickets, stick around. Still have a chance for you to do that. We'll take a break. When we come back, it is Monday. And that means Bronco Monday. We'll be talking about the Boise State Broncos' latest wins um, over the weekends. Also, what to look forward to this coming week and how the Mountain West is shaping up. Uh, We're down to uh, under two weeks left on the season. Bob Beeler will be with us from the road when we come back after news at the bottom of the hour. This is Bronco Monday. Max Rice from the left wing. Gets a thousand career points. He does it on a three. We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and discuss the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. Your home of the Broncos for 50 years. News Talk, KBOI. 837 Bronco Monday on Monday, and uh, Bob Beeler is in uh, Fort Collins getting ready for the uh, game tomorrow night against Air Force. And just when you thought... he's in Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs, sorry. Uh, And just when you thought the Mountain West couldn't get any crazier, Air Force uh, travels to New Mexico and beats New Mexico at the pit. Yeah, we're playing Air Force this week, guys, so... uh, uh, wild finish to that game. Air Force had won one conference game prior to <laughs> that win at the pit. Uh, hey, you never know. That just shows you. You can't overlook you know, you, anybody, can you? No, and you think that, okay, the, the contenders. I thought the contenders weren't going to lose a game all year to the bottom three. And the bottom three are San Jose, Fresno, and Air Force. And, you know, now we were talking about it. Is that good or is that bad for Boise State? You know, is, is it good because you figure they've only won one other conference game? That you know they're not going to string two in a row together, or now do they have a little mojo and they're going to be a tougher tougher matchup? Who knows? We'll find out tomorrow night. I think the one thing that uh, it probably does is it allows. Hold on. Wow. <laughs> Somebody's saying uh, did Air Force move to Fort Collins? Uh, fa- family's trying to get hold of me. Um, anyway. Um, the the other thing too is you look at the league and I was watching uh ESPN over the weekend and CBS uh talking about the Mountain West and just how crazy it is because they're still both predicting uh CBS was talking about it after the game uh, that uh Mountain West as of right now will get six teams into the NCAA tournament as things stand as of right now of course things can change but they were pointing out just how crazy the uh, Mountain West is because as of Saturday night at the end of all the games were done on Saturday night you had Colorado State, who is in seventh place in the Mountain West, and yet they were ranked 22nd in the nation. And then you had San Diego State, who was in third place in the Mountain West, ranked number 19. So you had two teams ranked, and they aren't even top two teams in the conference. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think the league's going to get six. I, I don't see it. I mean, I think there'll be enough uh, bid stealers where somebody wins the conference tournament to get the automatic that wasn't going to go, and they're going to need to find something from somewhere. So I I think right now, if you told me, if I was the Mountain West Conference, and you came to me and said, right now, I'll guarantee you five teams in the tournament, if I was the conference, I would sign for that right now because, you know, I I could even see if the wrong teams kind of knock each other off down the stretch. I could see this thing, you know, maybe going down to four. I don't know. I think four are going to get in. And I think maybe the biggest thing to worry about come conference tournament time is I think you need to get to the semifinals because then you're one of the last four teams standing. If you finish the regular season as the fourth best team or one of the four best teams in the conference 
and you get to the semifinals, I think you're going to be very difficult to be denied a spot. Uh, another team that seems to be helping out uh, Boise State and partially because they're playing the top teams and beating them right now is UNLV. Um, that game, by the time the season ends um, right now, is considered a quad three. Um, that, before the end of the season, could rise if they continue playing as good as they are right now to a quad two or maybe even a quad one win. And no, you, the UNLV is a loss. That's what I mean. We got yeah, beat by you. Yeah, I'm saying, but it looks it's going to look better because right it now is. you would consider yes. that a bad loss as they continue to win. That could look like a better loss than it does right as of right because that's really the only kind of bad loss that they have this year. Yeah, and I don't really consider it a bad loss as far as when you look at the talent on the floor. Yeah, uh, they just had not done that well in non-conference. They had a lot of new players, and I think it took them a while to get going. The only thing to remember, you know, there's going to be some ties, so we're going to have some tiebreakers when they get to seeding the conference tournament. If Boise State and UNLV would finish with the same record, UNLV would get the higher spot because remember they only played once this year, and it was UNLV that came up with the win. Uh, Utah State, guys, I think is in the best position. Yeah, because they don't have uh, they, they had a bye. Mm-hmm. They've lost four. They're going to face Fresno, Air Force, and San Jose over their next three. Would think they would probably win. <laughs> but, again, you know, after the Air Force win over New Mexico, maybe you say it in pencil, not pen. And then their final home game, their only game left with a contender, is uh, their last game of the season at home against New Mexico State. Boise State, of course, has Air Force at, on the road tomorrow. New Mexico, Nevada at home Saturday and then next Tuesday. And then they go next Friday to San Diego State to finish. So fairly tough schedule. Three out of the four against contenders. San Jose, excuse me, San Diego State's in a pretty good position. Uh, they go. They have San Jose at home this midweek. They have a bye over the weekend. They go at UNLV and home with Boise State. Uh, I think San, San Diego State, obviously, you know what they've done in the past. You know, I think they'll... I think they're in really good shape to make the tournament, too. As is, you know, I like Boise State. I like Utah State. Then I think we're getting into the gray area with Nevada, UNLV, New Mexico, and Colorado State. Boise State, assume they win uh, against Air Force uh, tomorrow night. Um, I'm just going to put that in the win column to to ask you this question. If they win two of their final three, say they win the two home games uh, and lose at San Diego State, are are they in no matter what happens in the Mountain West tournament? I would think they would be in real good shape. You might not want to bow out in the quarterfinals, especially if you face somebody from the bottom half of the league. But, but I, yeah, I would feel pretty good about if they go three and four. The give me, yeah, three and one, three out of four the rest <laughs> of the way. I'd feel pretty good. Feel pretty good. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Bob Beeler with us once again on the road this morning, and uh, we'll hear from Coach Leon Rice. More on the way with Bronco Monday next. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco basketball. News Talk KBOI. 8.46, Bob Beeler with us once again on the road. Talking about uh, most recent game. Um, and uh, we'll also look ahead to the uh, rest of the week in the Mountain West. Look real good against Wyoming. I mean, they've been just uh, really good coming off the bye, they've shot better than 50% in their last three games. They've out-rebounded opponents in those three games by 50. That's over 16 rebounds a game. So this team, playing really good, has trailed in the last three games for less than three minutes. The only team that was ahead of them briefly was San Jose. Never trailed against Fresno, never trailed against Wyoming. So let's uh, go to the Wyoming game. 92-72 to win for Boise State. We asked Coach Rice... What do you like best about the win? 
Well, the best thing that we didn't overthink, you know, because that's what they want you to do when they go triangle into box and what, you know, you're changing all these different looks to try to just mess with us. And we only, we just mishandled it a couple possessions because you don't want them overthinking it. And I, I just like the mentality that we had and the way we handled it, the way we attacked. And so it's a great road win. And uh, we didn't come here to get one. We got another one on Tuesday. And when you look at what Boise State was able to do in the game against Wyoming in the first half, unbelievable. Shot 67%, made 7 of 13 from 3. So they were they were on target on uh, on Saturday at Wyoming. And then we also took a big picture look from the beginning of the season until now, where he thinks the team has improved the most. Well, look at our point guard play. You know, that that's big because they were youngsters in November. And when you look in this league, everybody's got 24, 25-year-olds, us and UNLV, and UNLV's kid, you know, he was a five-star. <laughs> so we, we have one of the younger point guard positions in the league, and, and they've grown up. And, you know, both Jace and Roddy, and, you know, Jace had 10 points, Roddy had 12. We got 22 points out of our point guard position, and it was pretty efficient. You know, one was four for seven, the other was five for eight, this is a nine for 16. That's that's good play out of the point guard spot. And Leon is right that uh, that was probably the best game combined that the point guards played all year, and he's right about the Mountain West. There are some really, really good senior and graduate student point guards in the league. So uh, that's probably the best thing about the league, if you say the depth at point guard. And, and then Boise State's gotten a, a number of productions out of uh, the uh, inside guys. Tyson Degenhart and Omar Stanley, I think maybe the best pair inside. Uh, Tyson has made 18 of his last 28 shots. Omar, 18 of his last 30 shots. And uh, Coach Rice said they're doing good. We're, we're becoming more patient, generally speaking, and, you know, we got to, we, we kind of know our identity of how to be efficient, and the, and we're efficient when that ball goes into the paint and then out, and then, or into the paint, period, because <laughs> those guys have slowed down, and if you double them, it's wrong. If you don't double them, it's wrong. There's no right answer to guard them, and that's when you're really good, when, when choose your poison, really, is what it is. And again, when Boise State is clicking, I think their starting lineup is as good as anybody's starting lineup. If you've got uh, Rice and Abo hitting from outside and on the mid-range, you know, where they kind of take it in and pull up about 15 feet away, and then Degenhart and Stanley inside, you know, right now this team playing as well as anybody in the league. I, I was just going to say, it looked like that buy that they had um, just oh. really instilled all, I mean, because you saw that how it seemed like they were almost lethargic for a couple of games before that bye, that they they definitely looked tired. And for the last three games, you know, getting to watch them on television, um, that energy is back. I mean, and you can see it, especially on defense. Yeah, and I think you look at what they what they did in their last two games before the bye at Colorado State, at Utah State. It was a team that had played, you know, two games a week, since the start of the year, and uh, I think the team was on fumes. I think they needed the bye. It came at the right time. Now, it also has coincided with playing some of the teams in the bottom half of the conference, but I think this team needed it. They look a lot fresher. You're absolutely right, Mike, about that, and I think it's paid off at, at both ends of the floor. 
I think um, the other thing that you can look at, too, because uh, they didn't just win. I mean, they were expected to win against those teams that they've played yeah. over the last couple of weeks. Um, but they um, just blew all those teams away, which you, you would hope that a good team like that, a veteran team, would and should be able to uh, do. And they actually took care of business, like I said. I mean, because Wyoming didn't play horrible in the first half. What They shot close to 50%, too, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I'd be a little disappointed. You, you know, if you'd have told me before the game if I was Wyoming, you know, you're going to shoot fifty percent in the first half. You're going to be top fifteen. You're going to say what? What? <laughs> you know, you think you think you'd maybe be in the game at least? Yeah, uh, and, and, Air, and they weren't. Air, and then the last time Boise State played Air Force, they beat them in Boise ninety-four to fifty-six, and uh, Boise State shot sixty percent for the game, made fifteen threes. Now I don't know that they can duplicate that on the road to, uh, tomorrow night, but. I think it's another favorable matchup for the Broncos. And, you know, I, I, I like it when you can get off to a great start, guys, because then all of a sudden you put a team behind the eight ball, and that's exactly what they've done in the last three games. They've gotten out to double figure leads in the I, first half. I and, guess if they know. play half as well against Air Force as they did before, <laughs> they'll still beat them by 19, right? Yeah, you would think so, right? Well, I mean, it is hard. It is harder on the road, and there's usually not a lot of energy and not a lot of atmosphere at Air Force, but. It should be a win if you play your cards right. And the other encouraging thing that I would say, because a lot of times you can, you know, you know you're going in, you're playing a team you know is not as good as you on paper. You get a big lead in the first half, and then you kind of let off the gas. And that, and yeah. Boise State has just continued to add to their lead on every one of those games, which is really encouraging. Yeah, the, the only thing that was disappointing the other night, they were shooting seventy percent, and I've never done a game in my thirty-eight years of calling games at three schools where somebody has shot seventy percent. They missed one. They missed eight of their last nine shots to finish the game. Um, you know, you had backups in the game, and you know sometimes when it's really lopsided, you're right. You kind of lose focus a little bit. But wow, the last three games have been clinics. We'll see if we can string a fourth one together. Sounds good. We'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll look forward to the rest of the uh, week. This is Bronco Monday once again. Bob Beeler with us on the road here this morning on News Talk KBOI. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco basketball. News Talk KBOI. 8.55, Bob Beeler with us uh, once again. I wanted to get a little lay of the um, crowd with Wyoming. Um, Was much attention, um, I would imagine they talked about the three um, swimmers that got killed in the car accident just ahead of the uh, game. Yes, they did. They they had a moment of silence. They had a tribute to them before the game. Uh, you know, talking with some of the people, you know, at Wyoming, you know, those people, you know, the swimmers were friends of people on the team, friends of people in the athletic department. It was just, it was just devastating to to find out that you know that there was this car accident and you know three three swimmers died and uh, certainly has the the community in Laramie you know shook a little bit. Yeah. Let's uh, move ahead to uh, what we have uh, to look forward to. Let's go ahead instead of just, I mean, we're close to the end of the season here. Let's look ahead, uh, not just to this week, but uh, we got less than two weeks on the season. Yeah. Well, we'll start with the, with the women's side. Uh, they'll have a away game on Wednesday against UNLV, and the women's league's not close. The UNLV has already won the regular season. They're fourteen one on the women's side because they start their tournament earlier. Uh, they they have just three games left on the season. UNLV has a four game lead. I can do math. They're going to win the league, but it's a jumble for second. Boise State and New Mexico are both ten and five. 
in San Diego State and Wyoming are nine and six. Uh, I guess technically tied for fourth. So there's a lot of movement between two and maybe six on the women's side. And again, uh, Wednesday the uh, next game at the regular season champ UNLV on the men's side. Six thirty uh, pregame uh, tomorrow night on six seventy a.m. Uh, it'll be Boise State and Air Force Broncos and Utah State are tied at ten and four. San Diego State is ten and five, and then Nevada and uh, UNLV nine and five, and then New Mexico nine and six, and I guess we'll include Colorado State at eight and seven, but they've kind of fallen off the table. Uh, men's game Tuesday night on the road, and then Saturday night at six against New Mexico, and we have a coaches show Thursday night at 6 o'clock. The women also have a game on uh, Saturday afternoon as well. It'll be their final home game of the season, and uh, that'll be at 2 o'clock. So there'll be a women's game at 2, and the men's game will be at 6. All right. That's what we got coming up. uh, Senior night next week, correct? Yes, it'll be next Tuesday night against Nevada. And again, big one. You, You close with Nevada, excuse me, New Mexico, Nevada, and then San Diego State, all contenders in the league. All right. Bob, thanks uh, for uh, being with us on the road. Looking forward to the call tomorrow night. And then, of course, we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning for Bronco Tuesday. I believe it's gymnastics tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.05, good morning, final hour. Want to take a little time and uh, talk about a Supreme Court case that is underway this morning. One of the most important Supreme Court cases having to do with free speech. Getting to decide whether or not social media companies, states can tell social media companies what they can and cannot put on their social media sites. The case involves state laws passed in the wake of the social media company's decision to ban Donald Trump after January 6th. The question for the court, does the First Amendment prohibit states from having power over the online firm's policies? Or do the nation's free speech traditions require that the companies permit political views to be shared without censorship? These two cases, one from Texas and one from Florida, are being called the most important First Amendment cases of the Internet era. The justices are being asked to decide and set the terms of free speech online for decades. And it starts with the attack on the Capitol on January 6th and the decision by Facebook and Twitter, now known as X and YouTube and Instagram, to ban President Donald Trump from their platforms. Your thoughts should states be allowed to tell social media companies what they can and cannot allow on their company posts. Boy, that's going to be difficult if uh, the answer is yes, simply because, I mean, the Internet is worldwide, Mm -hmm. as is everything on the Internet. So how do you prevent something from showing up in your state but maybe it's fine in other states. Well, and that's kind of the problem here is it wouldn't stop it from being in other states. You would have to stop it, period. Because there's no way to block. If I post a post on social media, whether it be Facebook, X, True Social, it doesn't stop at the state line. No, not at and all. And there's no way to stop it at the state line. Supreme Court will debate the fate of the laws passed by those states, Texas and Florida, to limit the ability of social media giants 
such as Facebook, YouTube, and acts to moderate content. You got to keep in mind that they social, are, social they are. media companies are content managers. That's yeah. all they are. And they are private companies as well. Yes. So they're not, they're not themselves posting this content. Right. This is content posted and, by other people's on their site. And this is not the government telling you what you can and can't say. This is the private company telling you what you can and can't say on their platform. Trade groups representing the nation's social media companies as well as the Justice Department said that the Supreme Court should strike down the state laws because they are an infringement on a company's First Amendment right to free speech, consistent with the court's 1974 ruling that Florida couldn't require a newspaper to publish replies to editorials. Here's the problem. Newspapers are completely different than Facebook, X, YouTube, for the reason that I just stated before. A newspaper is not a content moderator. A newspaper puts out content. Mm -hmm. Facebook... X, yeah, if, YouTube, if, social or uh, True Social all claim that they are not, they don't put out content. And the reason they do that is to get around antitrust laws. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> we can and will. They say. <laughs> well, <they're laughs> um, just as this the is government, America, I demand to have my cake and eat it too. Um, uh, this is a quote, by the way. Just as the government may not tell the Miami Herald which editorials to publish or MSNBC, which interviews to broadcast, the government may not tell Facebook or YouTube which third-party speech to disseminate or yeah. how to disseminate it, and lawyers for the trade association And that say. sounds about right. If, but, if, you, uh, if you are saying what, uh, as a government, if you are saying what a private company can and cannot print or what they can and cannot say or what, they're, uh, you know, what they can or can't host, let's put it that way, then essentially you are doing something to their uh, First Amendment right. But it, Florida it, and Texas say social media platforms are less like newspapers, just like I said, and more like telephone and telegraph operators who are transmitting content generated by customers, not creating it himself, okay, themselves. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Which is what all of the content companies, Facebook, or which is now Meta, X, True Social, YouTube, have all claimed all along. We just host content. That's all we do. Mm -hmm. It's not our fault if somebody says something that is illegal. We or, just are hosting it. Or something that's just wrong. Yeah. People quote statistics all the time on, well, for instance, X and... You know, you, you can look up statistics for something and find eight or nine different sources. And all the statistics are different. Your thoughts uh, on this particular case, um, not necessarily on how you think that the court is going to rule, but if you want to weigh in on that, you can. Do you want and think it's right for states to be able to moderate what gets posted on social media sites. I'm going to go with no on the states, but the companies really should. And, and to, to a certain extent, they do try to uh, limit like things like if, if you, you know, th they limit if you can't tell somebody to go kill themselves on X, hate, for instance. Yeah, hate, hate speech, yeah, hate speech is and things like that yeah. because it'll be erased or you'll be kicked off for a month or whatever.
or permanently sometimes. Yeah. However, I mean, do you do you want a company who claims that all they do is host people moderating what you can and can't say on the website as long as it is legal? Do you want, and that's kind of where this case comes from, do you want to have social media sites be able to say, hey, look, we think it's incorrect when you say that well, like if you, COVID vaccines are perfectly safe and we're going to erase that because they're not perfectly mm-hmm. safe. So, or vice versa. Or vice versa. And there are several sites that won't let you say that the 2020 uh, election, that there's, there was anything wrong with it at all or that it was stolen, anything like that, even if that's your opinion. They don't want to hear about it. And that's all, that's all social media basically is, is opinion. But if they deem, if somebody within the company or the state deems it to be incorrect, should they have the right to delete it or, from the platform? Or, or malicious. But malicious is different. A little. Because, like we said, you're not allowed to do something illegal. I'm mean, telling you, can, you know, trying to get somebody can, to kill themselves or commit a crime. You that's, can, you can that's lie illegal. with a smile on your face, and it's still malicious. Yeah. But, I mean, where, where you get into the gray area is if you're trying to post something that is malicious that is also against the law. Posting your opinion about a vaccine is not against the law. Posting your opinion about the election in 2020 if, if you is post, not against the law. If you post a statistic that says, like, you know, 85% of the people who've had this uh, have died, and it's not true. Sometimes, you know, most of the time, they will take off something like that if they find it. And should they be allowed to? Or is that an infringement on free speech? This is a very important case. Um, it's not going to be something that's going to be quick either. Um, you're probably going to see, uh, probably not, would be later this summer before the Supreme Court would issue a ruling, but they begin hearing the case as of today. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to weigh in on that. Um, DH writes in, gentlemen, good morning. As usual, any talk or indication of an infringement of the First Amendment still terrifies us. I could just imagine down the road as this line blurs. I can imagine down the road you guys doing your show, but show, but simultaneously you have to have someone sitting in the room with a stun gun, and every time you say something contrary to the aim of big business, you get buzzed for telling the truth. Yeah, that, that could be inconvenient. <laughs> On the bright side, he writes, P.S. The bright side is the podcast editing would be much easier. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, you know, at DH, at, thank you for the uh, email. At this point, I think there are some people that would probably like to see us hooked up to a uh, stun gun, and every time we uh, give the wrong information, we get a little zolt. Well, I'm jolt of electricity. There are a certain number of people who would like to see us hooked up, and whether we give wrong information or not, just every five minutes. <laughs> They'd like to hold the button, right? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you'd like to, another uh, subject we talked about earlier this morning, the Alabama Supreme Court, um, considering that embryos, even when they're not fertilized and inserted into the uterus, embryos, Considered life. That was something that came out over the weekend mm-hmm. in Alabama. It's interesting. You have politicians who are pro-life who are running from this decision. One of those being Donald Trump. Legislatures 
legislators in Alabama uh, also saying something has to be done in the legislature. There has to be a new law put into the legislature because this could take away people's rights for in vitro fertilization. Yeah. And uh, some of the in vitro fertilization clinics have ceased operations just at least temporarily until this is all worked out. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. More on the way next. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The White House tells us that Congress would need to pass a bill to put a nationwide right to reproductive care back on the books. But look, it's hard to imagine any new law like that getting passed right now. Despite public support, two years ago, we saw 195 Republicans vote against a bill to protect access to birth control. There's 125 Republicans, including Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, who are signed on to a bill called the Life at Conception Act. That would protect life at all stages, including the moment of fertilization. I guess maybe you could see we were going to uh, finally get to this point. Maybe. This kind of goes, uh, as we talked about this earlier this morning, it goes uh, in opposite direction of what pro-lifers wanted to begin with. Yeah. They uh, well, And, and Tommy Tuberville said that. Uh, they were asking him about it, and he said, well, we need more babies. You know, we, we, we need to, more people need to have the opportunity to have babies. And they said, well, that's what in vitro fertilization does. And you've kind of made the uh, in vitro fertilization clinics with this ruling, not him, but with this ruling, the state of Alabama has made some of them cease operations because they're afraid of getting in trouble, especially like if they happen to, you know, drop a test tube or something. Yeah. I mean, this goes one step beyond that because... This would be, I mean, the, the the ruling in the Supreme Court is basically that, you know, now a child's life doesn't begin once the child is inserted into the womb. Now the child's life begins as soon as it's in the test tube and has been fertilized. Or as soon as the husband has a gleam in his eye. Paula writes in the... IVF ruling in Alabama shows the danger of making laws by and for religious fanatics. I, I mean, religious fanatics aren't even for this. There are religious fanatics that are that serve as congressmen and legislators, and they're saying, "Wait, this is this is just wrong." Tim says, "Casper, where is it against the law to tell somebody to kill themselves?" Um, I don't think we said it's against the law. We said it's against the rules on uh, X. Uh, formerly Twitter. Yeah. It's considered hate speech. Right. Hate speech is uh, against, against the law some places. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hate speech is also uh, against the rules on, uh, I believe, every single. I haven't looked at every single social media because there are, you know, a lot of them. But on the major ones, hate speech is instantly taken off on mm-hmm. um, Facebook, X, YouTube, True Social. Well, uh, they have certain words that they. Uh, that they you know, kind of watch for. That, I mean, there's a there's an algorithm. There's a there's a program that if you use those words, they review it very quickly. Uh, this is why some people you will see, especially on uh, some of the ones like TikTok, where you uh, upload something, they will instead of using words like death, they'll use like D and then three and then A T A. Yeah. They'll spell it wrong so it's not kicked out. 
doesn't get caught by AI. Exactly. Uh, Leslie writes in, uh, hi, so your discussion about whether it's manslaughter if an in vitro implantation fails. I had two natural pregnancies that ended in miscarriages. By that logic, shouldn't I be considered guilty of manslaughter well, also? Uh, somebody, somebody pointed out that uh, uh, once a month a woman could be considered a killer. <laughs> and that's just stupid. Lori uh, writes in, religious fanatics believe and have always believed life begins at conception. Kind of depends on the religion, but yes. Uh, Phil says, I don't know about that phone analogy. I'm old enough to remember that if you didn't pay your phone bill, they'd shut it off. They weren't just passing on a call. We were their customers. They had the right to cut us off and to heck with my free speech. Well, I mean, that was a monetary issue. If you weren't paying for your medium, then you didn't uh, get to use the medium, but it didn't have anything to do with what you were saying. You yeah. could say whatever you wanted on the phone. You didn't. You didn't get your phone bill cut off if you said, if you had, for instance, yeah. "Hey, Donald Trump really won in 2020." Oh, wait a minute! You can't say that over the phone. We're canceling your phone bill. Yeah. Or if you said, uh, "Boy, if my neighbor does that again, I'm going to go over there and burn his house down." Wayne writes in uh, email at mike at kboi.com. I may be a modern-day uh, Luddite, but sometimes the use of technology is more of a curse than a blessing. Let nature be nature. For some reason, we're not a- if we're not able to reproduce, it has no effect on the type of person that we are. Let's not think so much of ourselves that we feel the world is going to be worse for not having a reproduction of ourselves. There are opportunities to raise and support young people all yeah. around us. It, Luddite is what he started that out. That Those are people who don't like technology. You know, like every time the new technology comes out, they don't go buy it because they already hate it. Another uh, email asking the question, okay, then sperm should be also counted as life, right? They are alive also. Again, you can prosecute somebody for wasting those as well. I, I won't mention any names. You had 300 million charges of manslaughter for what you did last night. Go to your room and think about what you did. <laughs> but think differently. Lauren says, one of my second graders told me he lost five siblings. I was in shock. This poor family contacted mom, and she explained they did IVF, and of the six, five didn't take. They mourned them as children in uh, get, in getting to know mom, she said the most viable embryos were actually the ones that didn't take. They only implanted the last one because the end of, it was the end of the year, and they didn't want to pay another year of storage. That one became my student. It's a roll of the dice. If these embryos succeed, how can a politician decide? Matt writes in, uh, I would have to say that social media companies do not have the choice to pick and choose which political ads they put up. The companies are dealing with public as the term social would imply. The companies should not be able to pick and choose depending which way they lean politically. I do think that states can put into law, if need be, to get social media companies to comply. What is good for one is good for another. I can't see how this could or should fall under free speech. There are ways to uh, get around political ads. Uh, you, If you accept political ads, you have to give the same price to the Republicans and the Democrats and any other party who wants Not them. on social media, though, right? I don't know about social media. Because on the, that, on the radio, controlled by the On FCC. the radio, you have to offer them the same right. price. Now, if you want to offer them, well, each one of these commercials will be $1 million each, and then you don't end up with any political ads. 
because nobody wants to pay the million dollars, at least you've complied by offering them the same actually uh, and, same and price. And actually, that's not true either, because you have to offer them the same price that your lowest um, customer pays. Mm-hmm. So if your lowest customer is one million dollars, then you can offer that. But if you if you charge any other customer only say fifteen dollars for a commercial, and you charge try to charge uh, political. Uh, advertisers a million dollars you can't do that legally according to the fcc okay um and by the way for those of you who are thinking and i know a lot of people think i just had this conversation a couple of weeks ago thinks that the fcc controls the internet the fcc has no ruling over internet companies whatsoever a federal communications company rules over television and broadcast radio broadcast Mm -hmm. companies they don't rule over meta they don't rule over X, YouTube, any one of those social companies. Their rulings and law only applies to radio and television companies. Lauren in Meridian says, we did two cycles of IVF, took embryos to blast, which is basically growing them a bit before implanting them. And still, my doctor could not guarantee we would get prego. Can I sue them for not getting the seven babies that uh, didn't implant? I don't think so. 208-336-3700. I need to take a break. Run a little bit late. We've got phone lines that are open. If you want to weigh in right now, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. It is. What time is it, Chris? <laughs> 9.35. I don't even know. Yeah, we got 9.35 AM. Hot topics going on uh, this morning. Uh, Mike had to step out for a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll keep you posted on that. You are Derek. I'm Derek, by the way. Yeah, and, usually, and I'm I'm Chris. I'm still Chris. There's no Mike for me. I'm usually pretty quiet back here, um, but I've been listening uh, this morning and, to both of you. And guys. now there's no Mike, so you have to turn on your mic. There's no Mike, so I'm on the mic. I don't like on the mic. I don't think Ed, <laughs> that um, sounds great. Ed has written in and says, "How does this embryo bill apply to transgender men having babies? It's no different." I mean, uh, yeah. If, why would it be? Yeah. If, if you're biologically able to have babies, uh, it doesn't matter what you call yourself. You still will have to, uh, you know, uh, uh, you'll still have the same rules, right? Right. Uh, depending on what state you live in, that makes sense. I mean, I'm thinking about um, the whole embryo as a life form, right? And I was thinking about how long then, if that is the case, do you have to? maintain the frozen state right mm-hmm. i mean let's say you and your significant other have a frozen embryo just one but you move on to the great beyond what what then happens is there a custody is you know i mean if you have kids right mm-hmm. now you have to say okay if i go here's who gets well, my and, kids and, right? and a lot of this hasn't been worked out yet simply because you know a lot of it's hypothetical but could happen yeah uh, Jimmy writes in a miscarriage, natural or IVF, is a natural act that is quite different from an abortion that is a willful act. And a sperm or an egg are not life. They are a single cell. When combined, they become potential life. Where does that, where does that Chris, I mean, you're such a deep thinker, and I respect the heck out of that. Uh, both of you guys, when you get into conversation in the morning, I mean, where does that put birth control? Mike, by the way, uh, says he doesn't care if we talk about why he left. His father did pass away this morning. So yeah, okay. he will more than likely not be on the air the rest of the week. That would be my guess. 
Yeah, and we, again, we've said if you're a praying person, uh, yeah, pray pray for Mike mm-hmm. and his family, and, uh, and and that's where he was last week. He was uh, he was up because his his father had been life flighted mm. to Coeur d'Alene, to the the hospital there, the Kootenai Hospital, and uh, he was visiting him in, in the hospital and got a chance to do so for several days and see his cousins and and different people and the, his you know his father was alert and. Uh, for for at least part of it, so uh, I mean, it was it, it really worked out. It, it was good that he got to go last week. It's um it's funny and in bringing it up, I mean, we may as well talk about it because we're talking about it. But mm-hmm. um, it is interesting in tough times like that when you get the whole family together and you haven't seen him for twenty years. It's not great. The circumstances aren't great. True, but a lot of times you do get to catch up on I things. Have, I I have several uh, relatives that we even we even mention this every time they we only see them at funerals. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only time Which they see sad. me. And they said, well, yeah. we should get together sometime. And then we do, but it's the next funeral. Isn't that true? Every mm-hmm. funeral I've been to said we should see each other more often. Why don't we get together? And then it's not until another funeral that you see them again. Um, but, yeah, it's tough. It's mm-hmm. tough. And you and I have both lost our father. That's true. Uh, it is, um, it's a tough thing to go through. I don't know if it's different for a, a guy yeah. and his father and a, a woman and his mother. I don't know. A woman and her mother. Um, it depends on who it is. I'm yeah, sure, I would so. I would say, uh, but it can be a tough thing. So uh, we're thinking about Mike uh, and his entire family yeah. uh, right now, no doubt about it. Uh, topic this morning: we got two of them going. Um, we've got the embryo as a life. Uh, that is a new Supreme Court uh, decision, Chris. I mean, is this now? Is it reality, or are we still discussing it? Well, they. The, the Alabama court ruled, and, and it is uh, a binding rule, at least in Alabama. Okay, so the court state. said that uh, the embryo is uh, just as, I don't know whether, uh, it says here, just as good as a live child, but uh, the embryo would be classified as a child or potential child, I guess. Okay, so that's in Alabama. The other topic we have going is censorship and the Internet, and whether or not states can regulate information that is passed on through the conduits. That's what, for lack of a better term, and that's what Facebook and Instagram are, right? They're conduits of information. Uh, Zara says, okay, can someone explain this to me like I'm 12? So they made all embryos count as children, and I'm assuming it's also a strict anti-abortion, miscarriage abortion state. Uh, does this mean that a failed IVF counts as abortion and that's why everyone has suddenly quit or am i missing it completely uh thank you for the reply uh well yeah (laughs) you were assuming but um yeah it there are there are states where there have been uh weird things that have been ruled based on on miscarriages there was a woman who had a miscarriage while she was in the bathroom on the toilet which apparently is where a lot of them happen yep and uh, what went into the toilet, you know, was very early in her pregnancy, and so it didn't look like much, and she flushed it down. And there was a question of whether or not she would be charged uh, with, uh, mistreating a, with uh, mistreating a dead body, which, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're not allowed to just throw somebody out in the woods or something. Right, yeah. Uh, I don't think that ever ended up going to court, though. But I don't, I don't know whether Alabama would would uh, try to prosecute somebody just for having a miscarriage. Again, a miscarriage isn't your fault at all. 
right and also should not be manslaughter it's it like the, the last or the jimmy that wrote in said it's just something natural based on uh, on nature and so there's nothing you can really do about it right right it's interesting i mean the topic is interesting because it seems like the more restriction that gets yeah. put on it the deeper we go and and you said earlier i mean and, and there was an email or a text that came mm-hmm. in and said well where do we draw the line i mean is a sperm a life is an egg a life that's not fertilized i mean uh, technically no. and and again the, the same the same person who wrote in that jimmy said no those are single cells and a single cell can't be considered a potential life uh, Greg says, I'm a bit less certain on the initial specifics, but someone unaffiliated with a fertility clinic gained access to their embryo storage, and as a result, some were destroyed. Uh. Several customers of the clinic who pay to have those embryos stored are suing for the destroyed embryos, claiming poor clinic controls and practices enabled the unauthorized access and subsequent destruction. That's kind of reasonable, so uh, not so bad so far. They're suing for child murder. Wait, what? Alabama Supreme Court goes, yup, sounds good to me. Those embryos are children, so the murder suit can continue. Now fertility clinics are afraid because it is common practice to dispose of excess embryos after customers are done uh, with cycles and don't want to pay to store the excess indefinitely. But now the precedent is set for that to be murder. The craziest part to me is that one of the justices, in his opinion, writes he thinks IVF should be done differently. Clinics will fertilize multiple eggs, observe which are healthiest, then implant ones most likely to be carried healthy to term. The judge doesn't care that that's been common practice for decades and says eggs should be fertilized one at a time and each given a chance because any other way is murder, even though IVF specifically doesn't do this because each failure is hugely expensive and horribly traumatizing to patients since failures means stillbirths and miscarriages. This may be one of those things that I'm going to defer to what the doctors say as opposed to the people with law degrees and not medical degrees. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, when you just brought up the murder count for the person that destroyed the embryos, I mean, technically, yeah, if that's the law, right, that person could get murder. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying... With the change, that could mm-hmm. be the case. It's fascinating. And the deeper we go. Steve says, it's surprising to me that so many for so long had such a specific viewpoint about pregnancy and women's health and got exactly what they wanted and now are surprised when their decisions have specific consequences. Mm. Just saying you aren't going to persecute doesn't change the ruling you literally just made. Wow. I mean, it is interesting stuff. We'll he, talk- he might have meant prosecute when he said persecute. Yeah. <laughs> It fit okay. <laughs> yeah, either one, really. <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about um, the embryo as life uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Plus, if you want to get on the topic of Internet censorship, you can do that, too. we got one more break uh, coming up. Of course, phone lines are open. They're always open. If you want to get through on the show right now all the way up until 10 o'clock, call 208-336-3700 or email chris at kboi.com. Dan Bongino here. Join me today. I'm up after these guys. Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. We are back. It is 49 minutes after 9 o'clock. You're listening to KBOI. If you uh, if you missed it moments ago, Mike is out today. He might be out for a bit. Um, yeah, his father passed away this morning. He so. did. 
And uh, and like you said, it's something that's happened to you and happened to me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of difficult to go on and talk about, you know, different subjects when that's going on. I'm not even sure you know what you're talking about when that goes on. It's really a surreal experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and you and I were talking just a little bit off the air. Um, we've both lost our our fathers. Right. Well, and and I lost my father in 2020, and yeah. uh, we were on the air that morning. It was a Tuesday. Oh, and they called me at uh, 7.35 and left a message. It was the facility oh, that he was gosh. in, which was... Uh, Kind of a hospice type of place, but not at home. It wasn't home hospice. Yeah. And um, they called and just left a message that I should call them. So I called them right away. Yeah. Uh, thinking, you know, this this is either going to be the bad news or it's going to be something that I have to take care of. And right. it turned out he had passed away. Oh, yeah. uh, and, you know, you guys are not, it wasn't you. It was a different uh, producer at that time. But, yeah. but uh, you or <laughs> he and Casper both asked me if um, I needed to go or would I stay on the air? And I yeah. said, oh, I can probably stay on the air. And within five minutes, I started thinking about a whole bunch of people I needed to call yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah. And so I just finally said, listen, I, I, I'm sorry, but I do, I've changed my mind. I do have to get out of here. And again, you can't keep your mind on anything at that point. No, you're right, 100%. And my, my experience was similar, in the, but I was not doing live radio at the time. I was a host of a show, but mm-hmm. I was actually... Um, going to a Super Bowl party for the station and got a phone call. Oh, wow. And I um, I called my partner and I said, hey, I'm on my way. And he said, what are you, crazy? And I said, look, I'm. I, it's great. Maybe it'll take my mind off of it. But I broke down a little yeah, while it, later. It, it, it didn't. Did it, it takes hold. It takes right. over. So, um, Mike, we're thinking about you. And um, and it's tough. It's tough. I still, for me, I still look back and I... I wish I had somebody as a sounding board to get advice advice from. And, you know, like you were saying off the air, your, your connection was the jokes that you and your dad told all the time. Well, yeah, that's true. And you are a funny guy, so some of well, that rubbed off. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. No doubt. Um, <laughs> I tell dad jokes, I guess. You do. That's what I hear from. They're great. Well, I mean, from kids who have dads. Yeah. Uh, Mike actually wrote in, uh, said private can mean not publicly traded. Private can also mean not part of the government. It is in the, the uh, latter sense that they have no obligation to grant anyone the right of free speech, as the government does. A government function would not be allowed in general to censor your speech. A non-government entity can. Facebook is private in uh, the meaning that they are not a government entity. I kind of see where that so angle So they're publicly traded, but not, but uh, you know, privately owned, I guess. Yeah. And I kind of see where that fits into the program. We were talking earlier. In fact, Mike brought it up earlier that the FCC does not regulate mm-hmm. the Internet. The Internet does not have a regulatory agency, as far as I know. I, you know, that, that monitors worldwide. Yeah. I mean, we'd all have to be in agreement that worldwide, you know, we monitor or U.S.-based only. And there would have to be some kind of filter that this agency used to stop the information that they deemed uh, just like the FCC does with radio, not appropriate. But we don't have that agency. Let's see. Somebody wrote in. They didn't sign it, but they said, so you're telling me that if someone found a single-cell organism on Mars, it would not be called life. No, it, it, would, it, would be, uh, it would be a living organism, but it wouldn't have the ability to grow into anything else just as a single cell, hmm. as, as far as I know. I'm not a biology teacher. Nor am I. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even do that well in biology. <laughs> this is all news to me. But it is uh, fascinating. It to, is fascinating. To, be, to be fair, as a teenager, I was interested in biology. Oh, weren't we all? Um, 
Uh, let's see. Uh, DH says, uh, we know it's a Monday morning, and so, as always, we try to take it easy on you guys, but we wanted to get your opinions on the new charge from Steve Bannon. So if you were able to see the uh, CPAC speech, he was pretty over the top on making some very direct charges. His claim now is that Trump did win the 2020 election. I just wanted to get your guys' input on uh, that. Did Trump win? Uh, officially, no. And it doesn't surprise me that Steve Bannon thinks that, though. So there you go. And he says prayers for the family. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you on behalf of Mike. No doubt about and it. And Rico says same prayers are with Mike. He will be missed this week. Yes, he will. And um, hopefully he has. And it sounds like he does have a great family support network, mm-hmm. doesn't he? I well, mean, yeah. And he, he he told us that when he was up there last week, and that's where he was last week. Mm-hmm. They had found out that his uh, his father wasn't doing well, so. Uh, it was kind of one of those deals where he was told, you know, if you want to say goodbye, you better come do it now. And as it turns out, that was absolutely correct. Uh, when he came back this morning, you know, we asked him how he was doing, and he said, well, he's not expected to live for two more weeks. Well, he didn't, you know, live um, more than just a couple hours after that. Yeah, I could, um, yeah, I saw the look on his face when he took the call, and mm-hmm. that was uh, that was rough. So, And he stuck it out, I'll tell you that. Um, he stuck it out for another hour. I know you were trying to give me hand signals about what had happened, but <laughs> well, I'm not very good at sign language. Well, it doesn't matter because I can't see them anyway. I just see hands moving. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll keep thinking about him <laughs> um, uh, and what he's going through and 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 that kind of thing. And it's always tough. But you know, radio is family. All of you guys listening and gals, and uh, you're you're part of the family. You know that, Chris. They're part of your family. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably not much of my family yet because this is the first time they've they've ever heard my voice. Maybe not. But by the way, uh, by the way, quickly here, Ronna McDaniel is stepping down from the Republican National.